Hey 90s Court, Lisa here, and I'm dropping a little bit of bonus content for you on the 90s Court feed this week. If you've been listening to our podcast the last few weeks, you're aware that I started a second show with my husband a few weeks ago called the No Skips Podcast. The whole idea of the No Skips Podcast was born from a New Year's resolution I made for myself. I've always been pretty bad at just listening to one or two singles from a musician and rarely giving the full album any kind of fighting chance of a listen. So I challenged myself in 2021 to take on some of the most iconic albums of all times and listen to them from start to finish without skipping a track, no matter how badly I wanted to. So this show is awesome because it gives me a chance to talk shop about music, something I love dearly, but I get to do it with my husband, who is also a tremendous music fiend himself. It's really enjoyable to do this with him. There are a lot of laughs, a lot of exploration about music, and absolutely no song skipping whatsoever. I'm dropping episode one into the 90s court feed where my husband Jack and I covered Radiohead's Kid A. The audio is a bit rough for episode one, but it gets better with episode two, which is also available now. If you'd like to subscribe to the No Skips podcast, we're currently on most platforms like Spotify, Breaker, and more. Check us out on our Facebook group called No Skips and on Twitter at No Skips Podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello, this is Lisa Monahan. And this is Jack Monahan. And we are the Married News Team. We are, you know me, Lisa, from 90s Court. Um, I do a show uh, with Andy Klopfelter, and this is just something that just randomly came across, across my desk today. Um, to do, <laughs> you put it on your own desk. I did well. I mean, because this is well. I'm saying that that's a throwback to '90s court. Sure. Uh huh. There we go. So this is my husband Jack. <laughs> this poor guy has been married to me for ten years. Married um, for eight. We've been together oh, wow. for ten years. Together ten. Married eight. Shit. That's right. I said it right that time. Yeah, there you go. We have a little bit of crown royal in our systems. Um, this is an inaugural episode of something we want to call no skips, and then parentheses for the skip queen which is myself. Um, the whole premise of the show is that for the last 10 years of knowing Jack, he has had to endure my musical tastes, which are... Go ahead. Don't, don't, don't put it off of me like, like oh, this, I just have okay, to labor. We, we share a lot of music interests in common. We love a lot of the same music. That was a big part of how we came together as a couple is, right. is a lot of shared music. However, how we listen to music is very different. You love to listen to single songs. I'm almost always more about albums. Right. And so today, kind of in this like pandemic driven haze of being like, I just need something to pour myself into. I was like, my New Year's resolution is to listen to an album every week that I should have already listened to beginning to end just as a yeah. person, like regardless yeah. of musical taste. It's like, I should know this if I, because I consider myself a music snob, but not in a way that's like an educated music snob. I just don't want to hear the music you tell me to listen to anybody. <laughs> Including me. Being mostly Jack. And so oftentimes if Jack shows me a song, I will listen to it and be like, yes, that was probably good. And then I need to come to it on my own about 14 months later. And then I'm like, man, did you ever hear this track? And you're like, yeah, when I, I it showed it to you. Yeah, when I played it for you. So I thought it would actually be fun to include him on the process because he knows so much about music. This like We both love music. He's probably more... Um, in the weeds on it and, and many of these albums I had written out for myself were ones that he directly suggested oh boy 
Yeah. So I I, I, I made an Excel spreadsheet of 52 albums I was going to cover in 2021 for myself. And I decided, you know what? Everyone's going to have to listen to my podcast about this too. And, and by comparison, I'm a game developer, which meant that thinking about this project, I coming to maybe starting the list next week. Right. And you thought about the list, and you're like, "No, let's make, let's keep going." I'm let's like, going. "I want to I want to go back to looking at stuff on my phone." And you're like, "No, no I'm recording the, the podcast actively." Here we go. Hey, and then it goes from making the album list to, "Hey, do you want to listen to the album tonight?" Hey, do you want to do you want to record the podcast tonight? So I figured. Do you want to get to a throw-in episode two tonight? (laughs) I knew that to hook, line, and sinker, Jack, I would need to start with not the randomized list number one, which is a Miles Davis record, but to start off, yeah, but to start with none other than Radiohead's Kid A. Now I want to say I know Kid A. It's not like I don't know this album, but I, being the skip queen, have never listened to it start to finish, and I just did. Without me, time. thank you. No, you missed the first two tracks. I already listened to them twice before you got back into the room. <laughs> and we I listened to it start to finish, and you were there with me through from what was track three. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. National hey, Anthem. We're doing, right? it, we're doing it live. Here's my stipulation for the show. Okay, he, okay. The length of our episodes cannot exceed the length of the work in question. That is an incredibly good... Stipulation. I also don't want to talk for 50 minutes at the end of the day. Just saying. So that's perfect. This album was 50 minutes long. Uh, Kid A was released not to, what did I say, October? October 2nd, 2000. So we're looking at 20 years of Kid A. Kid A now can vote. So. And, and, I, and in reading this, understanding that because they didn't have any singles, because they chose not to have any music videos, is why Kid A did not register with me. In 2000, hmm. I was a freshman... Nope, I was just starting my sophomore year in October. Okay. So I was just starting my sophomore year of high school, fully into the Deftones world. If you did not have something on MTV, I wasn't going to be able to find it. I think Radiohead was already big enough to a point, I wasn't going to be able to make it to one of their shows. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. No, one, no one was making those shows. Yeah, and like my, my friend, uh, a friend of mine in high school, and several of them were super into Radiohead. It was just a little too abstract for me at the time. I was totally yeah. stuck in White Pony world and, mm-hmm. and whatnot so um i was lost in that abyss and you were fully there for kid a how I was much fully there for for kid a i was so there i was there on at the record store um for the midnight release and i got one of the first i don't know the numbers on it but there's like x number of pressings that they had a little secret booklet inside the tray which mm-hmm. i still have where we lost the cd because we lost <gasps> our second car day? yeah no. Oh yeah, no, that's fine. I just, I just, uh, as a father, as a married man, you just sort of slowly watch your dreams <laughs> leave you. You just sort of give a little <laughs> salute as a dead Honda Pilot drives away with like the your favorite CDs because you're an old dad listening to CDs. Because, but a, was it because I had the six CD changer and that's oh why? Yeah, so oh yeah. Bit, that's what you get for loading the good stuff. You got to keep that separated. That's fine. That All those albums live in my heart. Album. I'm actually, it's actually, it's funny how it's more important to have the kid a, like I said, there's a secret pamphlet underneath the CD tray. So if you have a CD, <laughs> If you ever encounter physical media again, it's pretty cool. No, Um, thanks. I'm digital all day, or day. Yeah, so for Kid A, Kid A was kind of unlike what you were talking about. I'm kind of probably probably, probably the the opposite end of the spectrum. I knew most of the songs that were going to appear on Kid A because I listened to live bootlegs of Kid A. The crazy part for that was I actually ended up not liking it at first because... 
the live, the possibility space with where a song can go in a studio setting is wild. Yeah. And yeah. so the really cool thing was, they're a great band live. Not that I know. I'm not. I'm made of money buying Radiohead tickets, but I don't know a live. But I listen to these live recordings um, just religiously, and. Kid A, even the title track, is this big, almost symphonic, like it had a grandeur in some of the live recordings. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to blow my pants off. And the whole album comes off like coated in rubber. And I was like, what is this? (laughs) It's a very huge sentiment right there. Well, the weird part is they, um, the, the first time I listened to the whole album, I felt like they were fucking with me because the first time... Well, that's what that was. A lot of people were saying online. Oh, sure. Like, they were like, "How are we supposed? What are we supposed to do with this?" Well, not only that, not only just just the sound of it was such a departure from what they'd done. Mm-hmm. Although the signs were there, where they're going to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know, like I fucking know. I, it I sounded confident. Go with it. Yeah. Just like, oh yeah, totally. I'm, I'm a good bullshitter. I'm twenty <laughs> twenty years ago. Oh yeah. For oh sure. yeah. Um, no, the fact that. Uh, Kid A uh, was first I, I know it was leaked a couple months earlier or something I didn't listen to the leaks because in those days as still occasionally happens there was this whole like war counter war of like people would be like ha, like Napster right you just you would you would leak quote unquote leak a whole album and it would be uh, it wouldn't be the album. It would be someone totally different. It would be someone this is exactly, pretending. No, no. Andy and I just on episode 65 of 90s Court, small this, plug there. This whole no, podcast no, no. is just a <laughs> way to make me listen to no, your we, podcast. No, Andy covered Napster on yeah. episode 65, and that was the main thing I talked about. It'd be like, you think you're getting a Deftones track. Gotcha, bitch. It's Trust Company. This is exactly what happened to me. It's like, or you, like, yeah. I would I would end up with like a Seven Dust track. Sure. I'd be like, who is Seven Dust? But, ah, but like how yeah. Kanye's releases now, it gets this sort of aspirational quality to it. So people will try and trick you, but for good. Like they'll mm-hmm. be like, ha ha, no, you'll fall in love with me. I'll show you my music. Yeah. And in the case of, for example, an Autica record, I couldn't tell. Or maybe it was just someone put in a CD that was like skipping. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, you, you fooled me? I don't know. Anyway, so, point, so, point so, being is I, I heard all the songs as live bootlegs but the first time it debuted was on MTV they played the entire album you're start joking. to no they played Kid A M- MTV 2 I want to say I was going to say doesn't it, by it was MTV 2 all was, the teens were already pregnant yeah in 2000 that's yeah. not true it wasn't quite that early yeah um, freshman year of my my college um, they played on MTV 2 I had to go to someone else's room because I didn't have a TV in my dorm room imagine that imagine not having five screens old jokes we're being old yeah, um, yeah. seriously imagine not having five screens at, at your beck and call I had to go to someone else's uh, dorm to watch it and I was so pumped up and what they did was they just had a looping video of a record player playing oh, and it, once it stopped they just ran the uh, video of it backwards and then went to the start the start excuse me and then it played forward again so it fucked with you Twice, because you're like, this doesn't sound like I thought this is going to sound like from Radiohead. Also, what's with this video? Because you, you didn't realize, right. they, they should have just put a blank screen on. Did MTV2 ever do anything like that ever again? I've, I've literally never heard of them doing I, I bet it was MTV3. I, I think it was MTV5. They MTV5. they created an entire channel this, this for was, this. This is actually much music. And then got, <laughs> it was much music. It was, um, wow. So, so Jack, as you can tell, that he's very passionate about this. I, on the other hand, have just now for the first time this 
evening listen to Kid A front to back, front to in. Mm, never listen to the whole. Never, because again, I'm the skip queen. I would go to, I would probably. Everyone skips tree fingers. Don't worry about it. It's Well, they shouldn't. But I, I think I'd be like, I want to feel like, sad. Like and subscribe and then comment. Tell us, tell us when you, you're like, I'm, I, I'm all about tree fingers. I, I love salad fingers. Thank you. <laughs> I probably have only gone to, to this to be like, what was that Idiotech song? Be like, mm-hmm. oh, right, that one. And then also being like, I'm so sad. I want to drive off a bridge. How to disappear completely? And gotcha. then be like, and then I can go away. Because what what I realized what happened was that I, by way of those like, Tower House records or whatever, whatever those things were, where you could get like ten CDs for right, the record days. clubs. Yeah, right. I got um, by way of that. I got, I chose Amnesiac. Later. That's right. And so Amnesiac was great because it had Pyramid Song and and what sure. uh, else on it. But it was just like. Radiohead was just a little too complex for me at that time. Sure. And and you were you were three years older than me, so you had that much more on me from a sophomore to high school, a freshman still, in college. Still do, frankly, in terms yeah, of of course of culture and erudition. So this is me. You are allowed to steamroll me entirely on this podcast, <laughs> rightfully so, because I I'm a complete trash bag music person, and you are excessively well versed on so many. Of these. Okay, let's say you are. At least I, I I feel I feel like I'm not talking out of my ass all the time. Right, especially about this album. Some of the other ones will meet in the middle and be like, "Well, I'll, yeah. I'll be okay." My ground rules for one mission in this project: I don't want to go on a Wikipedia binge. You can orient yourself to the material. Yeah. I just don't want to come off as any more of a know-it-all than I already do. Sure, naturally. and I so, don't know anything yeah. about these albums. The problem where is where they were mentally yeah. in the space, where they were in their career. Um, what came before or after. Like, I, I mean, I, the list I made had some incredible musicians on there that mm-hmm. I know I've just never given the time of day because it wasn't something that was on my radar. I have yeah. this weird mental block of, like, if it didn't happen before, I don't know, if it happened before, like, 95, I'm skittish right. about it. Right. And that's an impossibly stupid way to live your life. And so this is what part of the project is. But obviously, Kid A came out in 2000, so I have no excuse other than there were no music videos. So... Starting off with track one, which is everything in its right place, which is in its right place, which is too close to home at the moment because we just last night finished the HBO Heaven's Gate documentary. And they used that as a really nice music cue. Yeah. yeah. Haunting. Haunting yeah. At, the, at the exact right times. And it, it's just, I think it sets the stage for an unsettling, unpredictable album. Because right. prior to this, it was OK Computer, which I can't say I know any more about. I know there were some good tracks. Okay, on that, computer but... is them is them being like, have you heard about this guy DJ Shadow? He's pretty cool. Let's do some let's do some break beats. What's this about? You know, like yeah. What were the hits off? Okay. Um, no surprises. Paranoid Android was oh, probably of course. the most well known. So yeah. still kind of like a heavy rock feel. It and was you... still yeah. They were still cl- at least identifiably a rock band, and that and that was part of the whole discourse around Kid A. People are like, you can't release a rock album and not have guitars on half the songs it's right. like people were still worried about the formal qualities of it like it was, right. it was like the dylan goes electric thing all over again it's like no pretty sure it's it's debbie, called debbie does dallas is that what you just said excuse me did you say debbie does dallas i said dylan goes electric dylan goes ele- what is that it's debbie goes the, it's debbie it's, does dallas De- debbie music. goes electric the first oh boy <laughs> Uh, Dylan Goes Electric is... Okay, yeah, maybe I am a thousand years old. Um, yeah. Dylan Goes Electric is... Dylan was a folk, folk guy, right? He, he, he played Who, folk music. Who's Dylan? Bob, Bob Dylan. Oh, Bob Dylan. Oh, okay. Bobbert Dylan. Robert Dylan face. <laughs> okay. 
Bob Dylan's a folk guy, and folk was all about, like a lot of things, like like hip hop, right? Auth- authenticity matters. Got it. He was an authentic folk guy, and then he plays a festival. I can't say it offhand, but he plays a festival, and he plays Little Affair. He was playing Bob Dylan, Bobby <laughs> D, with a strong Little Affair set. I'm not gonna lie, I like that set. It was it was bold. It was um, uh, inspired. He so it's he's he's playing he's playing a show. And there's electric guitar. Okay. That's not folk music. Whatever that whatever that shit is, that ain't folk music. People yelled Judas at him. Someone you can hear it in the recording. Oh my gosh. And he turns to the band and says, play it fucking loud. Like Whoa. And it's a really cool thing, but it's it's so awesome because uh that kind of worry about formalism never leaves us. So here's here we fast forward to two thousand there's all kinds of amazing things happening in the American music landscape. Like I, like I was talking about, uh, hip hop had for the first time eclipsed rock right. in the Billboard charts. And you in the, in the late '90s it was, it was all the dalliance with like, is electronic music a thing? And it's like, yeah, it would be. It didn't quite hit where EDM that whole thing just exploded later, mm-hmm. the massive pros- profitability that it was. But like, you already had, I don't know. Chemical Madonna and yeah yeah exactly the big beat thing right Chemical yeah. Brothers and Daft Punk's early stuff um, so people were warming up to different kind of sounds but still I think I think a lot of people that was what the difficulty was for them it's 2000 mm-hmm. they want a big rock band Radiohead was was big and getting bigger and it was like the favorite for you know nerdy guys like me, right? That was right. the standard bear. It was ready. So, right. for, so for them to come out with this really experimental kind of muted and anxious and not particularly, like, again, if, if you only really have optimistic to hang your hat on for, for, for a right. big guitar sound. Right. And, that, and that, of course, ironically, that's the one I said of I favor the most of all no, the tracks. Um, so, okay. Okay. Computer. Okay, computer. Okie dokie. Hughie Packard. Um, Kid A, the title track, track two. So this is the one that was interesting to me because I was also, sorry, our mic is, is very sensitive, excessively sensitive. Um, Kid, this is the one I read that like, the lyrics for this were things that Tom York had written down onto slips of paper and put into a hat and then just pulled them out. So like, it's not to say, it kind of turned out to be gibberish in the sense that Right. He just allowed it to come as it is it played. Yeah. But but that the lyrics did mean something to him at some point. Yeah. So but Right. It was yeah. Um to use a fancy term, aleatoric, right? Randomized uh methods for sort of distancing yourself from the, the sort of the intentionality of the work. Um my understanding was that he was following the footsteps of David Bowie who did a similar like I think he called it a cut up technique, which is like literally cutting out the words and, and rearranging them or again taking them out of a hat some other kind of thing to sort of throw some new perspective or like wait I wouldn't think about it like that right you know because you get I wouldn't have thought of it that way magnetic poetry like you said <laughs> right uh, like I said uh, yeah little little known fact most people don't know that Kid A was entirely written on magnetic poetry it was like you a, a mini fridge in a cubicle every single <laughs> Every single word in Kid A can be found in the original magnetic poetry sense. So, um, so one of the things because because I I do do some Wikipedia sleuthing and mm-hmm. other websites as well because I don't know the background like like you do. I read that some of the influences were the Talking Heads album, um, sure. with Miles Davis as well hmm. is what I saw, and then of course Bjork. 
yeah. um, whom I whom I've always loved. But I what it, when when it came to Kid A, I made a note to myself that it sounded like some of her tracks from Dancer in the Dark. But that yeah, didn't yeah. yeah, but that didn't come out until a few months later. Or wait. I may be wrong about the months because this came out in October 2000. Right, I and could be when wrong. it was recorded. Because, of course, that's the duet with Tom York is on Dancer in the Dark. Which track? I've seen it all. That's the voice. That's Tom York in there. What, what about, about China? Have you seen The Great Wall? That's Tom York, but I thought it was yeah. the actual actor that was in the movie. Um, Tom P. Steppenwolf. Tom's Thomas Steppenwolf. We'll have no, to... that's, that's, that's Tom York. Okay, well then that would make sense because yeah. they were both in the they same. They were in the space. wheelhouse. Okay. And yeah. Well, yeah, and that, she always pulled true? off. Yeah, that's uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. You're bull- <laughs> He went to Notre how, Dame. How is how, <laughs> how is Tom York and Tom York and Bjork Tom, not Tom in the Bjork. mutual admiration society forever? <laughs> Cor- right? Correct. Correct. Like, you get on the second track, you are going. It's this, the kid A starts with a sound of like a tiny little spaceship landing. What's in the spaceship? It's Bjork. She's it's Bjork. Hi. She's so sweet. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Bjork. I know she the, gave me some justice. Something, something that is definitely like in the air because I know people got a little anxious for because at that time and at their cultural relevancy, two years was a lot of time, and the fans were waiting with bated breath. Right. And they were, they were potentially getting lost in the studio thing where like Knives Out. Yeah. Took three hundred hours. Excuse me. Knives Out took 300 hours and didn't show up on this album. It ends up on Amnesia. Yeah, right. Yeah, and like, no, I read that they were saying half the stuff they wrote for this album yeah, just ended up fit. on Amnesia. But it, but I, and I love that. I love I love when, more than anything, especially when you have a really like powerful period of creativity and you see it. I mean, uh, you know, gosh, uh, melancholy for, for the Smashing Pumpkins, yeah. right? When it's just like you have so much material, it's almost like you can hear them just trying to get it down on paper or get it, getting it recorded. And then and then you can go back and you're like, you recorded how many great songs in this period? Right, right. They just, they just got it sometimes. And then track three, the National Anthem. National Anthem. Which I, I think I read that the a working title was Everyone. I want to say that's what I read. I want. Yeah, to, I could be I wrong, but but the national anthem was is rare. I wrote it for the only bullet point I put for this. I wrote farty chaotic sax. Yes. No. Uh, the, the sax, sax. Sax. Like the, a saxophone. The saxophone had been exiled for a long time. Right. Unless you were in literally in Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band, you were not legally allowed to play a saxophone for most of the nineties, I recall. And um just just a yeah, farty Now it's cool. Now it's super cool. Farty sax is destroyer. like top ten, exactly. Everyone wants a farty sax. Colin yeah. Colin Stetson, this oh, yeah. entire incredible oeuvre is is various kinds of farty sax. See, um, you just want to flex, flex. I'll flex. I'll flex on them. Did this do? Have you seen these guns, though? Hey, this, I, I did some tricep work this, yesterday. Has this guy just dropped some constants? In- yeah, dog. I said chaotic farty sacks, so okay. I get some bonus points. It's well. good. It's, it's, it's a, a great, great description. Yeah. I, I always I, there. They didn't do any um, music videos per se, but they had some animated material. They they did kind of prefigure the kind of total media presence kind of thing that later Damon Albarn would deploy so well with Gorillas, where like I'm pretty sure the guy that did the artwork 
was consistent between most of their latter oh. albums. And so they had their weird little, do you know the bears thing? They had these really creepy little like jagged teeth cartoon You, you mean Radiohead? Radiohead. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. That was part of their their promotional yeah. stuff for this album, which I read. I read yeah. that as well. All the bears. And so I, I only, it's I think they called. It's iconic. And what well, it was. And especially in the very early days of the web. That's right. That, that they were saying they, blips. they they said that this is one of the this was a, a really important album for a lot of people because it was one of the first times you could get online and discuss an album and like yeah. provide reviews and commentary and like be one of the first ones to be like I get it when everyone else is like I don't understand what's happening here because right. they were coming off OK Computer and and, right. and and this this took a lot of adjusting and so you got to be able to flex that muscle to be like I'm one of the ones that gets it even if you may not get it but that was your first like yeah. online trolling yeah experience yeah. in some ways exactly but yeah that was that was one of the first times this was like shared listened to right it's true and there discussed. were yeah and it, 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 I remember that as well so and I, I think I think all things considered this was this was a great album to start with because it is iconic. It is a great album. It's mysterious in so many ways. Yeah. It was. A it still feels that way. It still feels fresh. Some people still struggle with this album, from what I read, and it, <laughs> ma- it makes sense given what they what they. I don't know. You're one of the people. You're one of those people that I love watching movies with because I'll be like, "What was that about?" Like, I have an idea, but I want to get it confirmed by you. Sure. And this is exactly why I feel like listening to some of this music is going to be good to do it with you because Kid A is so. Okay. intellectual in so many ways. It's not to say that I'm a complete idiot. I'm not the yeah, smartest no, of course. in the box. But, but, but again, like... but everything's in a context, right? right? And that is something I do pride myself on paying attention to because yeah. as I'm a, I'm a game developer, it's important to think about intentionality with, with, with respect to my own work. And Radiator has always been super interesting because a lot of people... Now, especially now that they've been, you know, these sort of towering, enigmatic figures of popular music. And I think, I mean, kids have grown up knowing Radiohead only as that kind of quantity. Right. right? These like these. No Pablo Honeys. No, exactly. So Pablo Honey is their first album and it nearly destroyed the band because it saw the, the massive frankly, fairly perfect single of Creep. You can go and find a... Oh, it's so good. um, You can go and find... I remember there's a music... Not a a music performance. There's a performance of Creep for, like, MTV, and Tom's not doing so hot on the whole setup. And I think he almost attempts to jump into the pool with the microphone, which likely would have killed him or maybe caused serious injury. So luckily he didn't do that. But the point is, is like they 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 told stories of um, performing and people being like play creep, and then they finally right. play creep, and then people, people would all leave. leave. Yeah, and that's a rough place for a band, especially with a band that would have so much more ahead of them. Which what, wait, so, which so album? Pablo they... Honey and they are the which they more or less had a long time where like they basically didn't acknowledge. But it's too bad because even though it's it, it is a first album, right? It's right. it's wet behind the ears, but it's fun. It's a good album on its own merits. It just isn't Radiohead like people think of Radiohead. Then you had Ted, then Planet Telex. That was an album of theirs? Excuse me, that's the first track of The Bins. Oh, Sorry. thank you. Oh, the Bins is, is the, the album first. that's lapsing. Which one had Karma Police? OK Computer. OK. And that'd be Damn. the third one. Yeah, no, they, they, their evolution, their Pokemon form went, went, went quick. <laughs> See, this is interesting to me because I would like to replace that because in my head, in my simple little brain, my ideal of like a band that grew rapidly from album to album was Incubus. 
Starting sure. off with Fungus Among Us to mm, I don't remember to I don't remember because I've had enough crown, but like they I saw but that's a very simple like sure. okay, we're in the mainstream. I think Radiohead is a is a more my style yeah. example of what that yeah. of what that actually is. That kind of a progression. Um how to disappear completely. How nice to kill time. yourself. In my four my or less. my my memory of this is it's yeah how did that hit oh how did that hit the first time? Do you remember? Well, that? again, what the, the MTV two broadcast was weird, so it was more like, and it's also weird because I love I love listening to albums on headphones, yeah. And so it, this was an album which helps because it only has about fifteen minutes running time. I listened to it over and over and over and really, really kind of sat with it. Yeah. So how did it disappear completely? It it. it um, it has this fog, right? It has that, like... Yeah. It, I mean, talk about script writing and stuff. It's like, it's the second act, right? Second act, oh, no. Everything's screwed up. We don't know how to get out of this. Things... We, it, like, the, the vision closes in. Yes. And there's this, there's this panic in that song. My, my memory of it is that it was, it was particularly about a, a, a disastrous... I want to say a Scotland, a Scotland um, uh, concert. Uh, like a... Like a, a festival appearance right so yeah. they, it wasn't just them they had no end of like light trouble sound trouble the speakers and so there's there's something about there's a lyric about um fireworks or and hurricanes something like and, that, yeah. and blown speakers that's i think that's one of the lyrical references oh, to a particular right. one that was like a huge panic attack for them and my memory of it is that him talking to michael stipe and kind of just that's, yes, that's exactly what I read. Yes. From from REM, Michael's the lead singer of REM, kind of comparing notes because they they're similar guys in terms of being, despite being frontmen, having this sort of you know kind of more interior kind of um, you know introverted kind of guy personally, and then kind of grappling with being in a giant band that suddenly is the biggest band in the world. Right, is not easy, and I, I want to say that Stipe that was suggesting it was like. You're not here. It's not happening, right? Just kind of just associate. Don't don't be present in the moment. And, I've done that. And they're like, awesome. Let's do that. Let's like, do that. Well, yeah. I yeah. I read that it was it was kind of triggered from that, but also talking about a dream. I think there was some kind of dream sure. about. I, I can't. Uh, that's le- the Liffy. Liffy. Yeah, Liffy. floating Liffy. down the Liffy over yeah. here in Ireland. I want to say. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's kind of based on that as well. As well. I would say this this was the only track I really came to. Whenever I was like, I want to get down and stay down. I think this track, yeah. this track in the middle of an album is hard to come back from. But I think if you, were to, if you were to split this like a proper, like a side A and side B of a, yeah. of a record, that would be an interesting place to stop and then flip over to, to tree, fring, tree Fingers, which was, what, what, what did I read, Memento soundtrack? Was it? They, I believe I read that it was on Memento. You may want to... Google that. I need to touch my phone through this. Okay, well, I'm just going to call that canon. It was Memento soundtrack, even if I'm wrong. Or at least used in the movie Memento. Um, Christopher Nolan took it as his middle name after Tree Fingers? Christopher Christopher Tree Fingers Fingers Nolan. Nolan. That sounds right. It it just rolls off the tongue. It's real. It rolls. It's real. Um, Tree Fingers. There's not really much to say about that. It's it's a good interlude to kind of move you into what comes next. Yeah, for Optimistic, which is a great great track um which finally does kind of bring well, the but, band back but, together but but again that's that i think that's how you have to think about kid a is this sort of like 
like the ego death quest. It was like they don't, they weren't sure. And they, the, a lot of how they talked about the album at the time, not always a contentious, but they talk about it in terms of like, do we want to be Radiohead anymore, right? Right. Trying to, trying to throw away old things, trying to do some new stuff. And it's like, you know, of course, this, this also prefigures, uh, what's his name? Uh, Johnny Knoxville. Knoxville. It's definitely Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> we both said Johnny Knoxville. Johnny so Johnny Knoxville, a lot of people don't know, a huge part of Radiohead. Um, <laughs> Who in the hell are you talking about? The guitarist. I don't know the, the band's name. His name is, his first name is Johnny, all right? Okay, we'll so go with Johnny Greenland. Greenwood, thank you. Greenwood. I think you got, I, See, you, it was actually leaking Green. out of your head. Yeah. So Greenwood, who of course later goes on to create these amazing soundtracks, like he scores There Will Be Blood. And he's starting to stretch those muscles. You ever look, go through an album um, before and after in a in a music artist's life? Whenever they score a movie, whatever they make after that is fundamentally different because it changes the way they approach stuff. That makes sense. And I think he was already kind of in the headspace of, oh, maybe it's just a weird, you know, exactly. It is a dream sequence kind of feeling uh, right. track, but it's also the, like the com- the combating of expectation of what again playing with formal qualities we're a rock band hey guess what we're not we're going to use drum machines on this no we're not going to use guitars hey this is going to be something straight off of a Brian Eno record from the 70s right you ready for this shit I didn't think so haha bitch yeah so yeah that's three fingers it's there it's probably the most tempting to to skip but no skips. No skips, dude. No you can't skips. Do it. I didn't skip it because I'd never listened to it before today. <laughs> um, optimistic, we get everybody back, everybody back on the horn. Right. For optimistic, but, and it's a great, yeah, it's a great track. Yeah. Um, no, it's good. Is that all we say about optimistic? I, 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 I you love it. You love it. I, I've never. That's never been the like. Because I, I get say, it. If but, you're no, you love it. You want to no, kiss no, no, on no, the no, lips. No, no. She's I writing do. on Sharpie. I heart optimistic. I got it tattooed. All right. On the back of my calf, I yes. heart optimistic. But I went back and listened to Kid A, and I actually think that's the one. Oh yeah. Which I also like. Like I, I was discussing with Jack prior to this that I believe that I read that the track, the second track on any album, holds tremendous significance. Obviously, the first one is your opener. You have to catch people's attention. Mm-hmm. I believe track two is usually where most bands drop the single or like the big the big guns. I want to say I read that. I can't off the top of my head think of any album other than White Pony at this time. Um, or, or like at that point, Beckett and Mist. Beckett and Mist, like sure. I said, Two Weeks by sure. Grizzly Bear was track two. And that, that, was their, that was their... I'd like to test yeah. this, sir. We will, we, will be, we will be observing as we, we go through This is albums. the first album. How come... Well, I can't put Beckett and Mist on here. I've listened to that more than I've listened to you. Yeah, nice try, Lashe. Yeah. Um, Optimistic, uh, in limbo. What do you have to say about in limbo? I don't remember that one as much now that I, I didn't write any notes on it, but it was good. Yeah, it, I mean the whole I, the whole album was good. Hey, twenty years on, have you heard about this? You ever heard about this album? Listen, but here, yeah, here, here's the good. thing. Here's the thing. I don't think this has the replayability of like what it was for you. I could not like listen to this on repeat. I, if I did, I would be gone in about three weeks tops. I wouldn't. Yeah, be, I wouldn't be able. See, to yeah, that's it. that's that's funny. That's funny that you talk about like that it was always such a complete vision like again i think they were in a sort of a cinematic headspace for some of this stuff 
yeah, there's a lot of anxieties. And it's a tremendously anxious album. But, well, aside from the anxiousness of it, which there's certainly a lot of that, it's a depressing album. Some of the stuff puts you in a really uh, yeah. bad headspace. You can't put How to Disappear Completely on anything without being like, someone's going <laughs> to off someone's themselves. Someone's going to die. I don't yeah. know. I just... It, it, yeah, I guess I always had a, 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 some, some kind of personal mm-hmm. remove enough that I never wanted to off myself or like... I don't know. There's a mopiness. There's this is why I always talk about like um, if you kids, if you're gonna start a band, start a punk band because at least punks eventually run out of steam and then they mellow and then they be, like will find an interesting genre and they'll still like do like good work for a lot of time because now they're just back down to everyone else's speed. You just yeah. gotta be really careful starting off with like less steam in the tank because Radiohead. Some of their later albums, I haven't. I don't think I've listened to one of their last albums because it's like it's just lullabies. Like what was the one straight. not in Rainbows, but the one that came out while we were in Kansas? <sighs> that had daydreams on it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. Well, lullabies Volume Seven. I don't know. Um, it's still good though. It's still got the same. It haunt- probably is. I can come to it. That'll be one of my albums for homework. Um, okay. I, I know they're great guys. I'm just. It, it whenever they there's have burned a, the witch on that album though that's a great heavy track that's, I don't know dude maybe not heavy but it, it's 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 rolling I'm just saying the tempo slows down which is natural right okay, that's everything fair. slows down and already with kid a some of the gas is out of the tank and also by design they wanted to like they wanted to they, there's a muffled there's a there's a weird rubberized quality to the whole album it is a studio album it's a very like hermetically sealed kind of sound there's mm-hmm. not you know uh, uh, there's not the like studio chatter right Beck right. was always a huge fan of like the serendipitous like weird aside of like oh the studio monitor was on someone's like hey do you want tacos and then someone laughs and then cuts the next track right Right. they just he, he a lot of artists love those kinds of little and Kid A is kind of the opposite of that album where it's mm-hmm. like there's nothing incidental that shows up anywhere. Right. Everything is very designed. I think the pacing, and that's why I, to come to bring it back to this this idea of listening to albums as albums, it's very designed that way. Yes. Tree fingers, right? Helps you in the pacing of it. And then optimistic, it's like I feel like it's like taking a bite out of something, right? Taking a bite out of something or, or like how you're supposed to, you know, cleanse the palate, right? Yeah. Take a the, glass the co- of water. The coffee beans at Oh, Bed, yeah. Bath & Beyond. Exactly. Bath & Body Works. Bed, well, back we're and body saying <laughs> Radiohead is the Bath & Body Works of of, uh, of the early 2000s. That's not that's not what we're saying. I don't know, uh, listen, I don't know what, what that would imply. You, you put a stipulation of you can't have this episode go longer than the album. We have 13 minutes left. Booyah. We have three songs to go. Thank goodness. We have In, uh, in Limbo, which we just covered, question mark. Idiotech. Which is the song I said that I would come back to. I don't... I want to... This is buried deep in my head. Like, I was 15 when this came out. This track stuck, but I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you found the sample. Like, yeah. Like, kind of warbly sound. Weird. It's weird. It's a weird deep cut. 76, like, experimental electronic kind of sound that is the backbone sample yeah. for this. And it's icy and it's alienating and i actually was reflecting on it because you you had the the album art up that's yeah. that's the album art i yeah. never actually connected that you have the icy mountains right. right but 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 also the art if i if i may for a second 
the art reflects the formal qualities of the album. Yeah. You know, they're, yes. they're fucking with you, right? They're yeah. like, this isn't a painterly landscape. This is like, we're dissociating these different elements and saying, okay, here's some weird, there's a, like a fucked up computer grid in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Is this a computer? Is this a simulation? I don't know, dude. It's the year 2000. Are we going to have VR? Are we all going to walk around with like spy phones in our pockets? Probably. And Tom York was right. Tom York starred <laughs> in all of the movies, Spy Kids. Yeah, exactly. He and directed them. He was all the kids. <laughs> Tom was, York was the kids. Tom York was the kids. Um, thank you for bringing up the artwork because that was that was something that was nice to to uh, kind of meditate on while listening to the oh, album. Oh, dude, I could I could stay. I I in college, I had that poster. Look at how loud that got. I um. You're loud. I'm very loud. You are. Well, it's the Monahan jeans. Um, which I married. Oops. Uh. No, I that that artwork is good. They but they all of their albums. Well, no, they're I'd yeah. say so. Again, Pablo, honey, first uh, Juvenalia. It's yeah, okay. you yeah, can yeah you have to off. start somewhere. Um, Morning Bell, good. The clarity. It's it's each of those last couple of tracks. The structure and the pacing are impeccable. Mm-hmm. In Limbo mirrors its its title right. The rep- repetition of you're living in a fantasy world. And the, even the you know the phrasing of it, and then how the vocal and then the track just seem to almost kind of fall off the rails a little bit. Yeah. And then, Morning Bell has that. That's one of the tightest drum sounds. It's such a crisp. Everything about that recording. Who knows how long they. <sighs> it's so hard to do a podcast about music when all of it that you're going to cover is copyrighted and therefore you cannot play samples of it without paying off the wall of zoo either before right. or after by being sued. And so just use your imagination. If or I whine if it. I whine in the in the correct note, yeah. um, we'll get DMCA striked for, for, <laughs> for Tom York's voice. Oof. Uh, and then nope. Nope. That's a strike. <laughs> get out Sorry, of here. Goodbye. Get out of here. Um and we're going to end with motion picture soundtrack because that's what the album ended with was motion picture soundtrack, which I got confused with exit music for film, which was the Romeo and, Romeo Juliet, and Juliet track. Similar, um, similar headspace for those right. for those songs. But a good way to clear to clear the air. Close but they're the fucking album. with you too. That's what I was like. Again, I I I was starting to think about um, Saint Vincent with actor, where. Mm-hmm. Like that whole album sounds like a dark Disney movie, right? Like yeah, yeah, someone finds yeah, yeah. Snow White and she's like dead, and they're like, "Oh no!" It's but that's like what some they were saying. Shit. That's what they were saying. This was the one that they were saying was supposed to be uh, reminiscent, reminiscent, reminiscent of the older Disney films. That well, was that well, was kind then, of the, yeah. Those those harp harp uh, is that an arpeggio? It's an arpeggio. No, I'm an sure. arpeggio. You're an arpeggio. We're all and of course the final line: "I will see you in the next life." Yeah, which is a. It's heavy. It's yeah. But again, they're fucking with you. They're, the formal qualities of that struck me then. I remember being like, "You can't be serious right now." They were with the, but they are and they aren't right because that 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 creaky like it's like a like an old old uh, naval captain is playing a a, a, a yeah. tiny tiny saddest accordion, mm-hmm. and the accordion is actually Tom York's you know ter- emotions. Ter- 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 <laughs> tuberculosis ridden lungs and he's like oh but then those those harps break in and you can see yeah. the little animated characters you know sort of flitter in from the side of the screen and you're like it both underscores the emotion of it 
but then also distances it. Yeah. I think it's one of the few times the album really plays its hand in terms of its character. Right. Um, everything else is so muted and downplayed. It's trying to, it's, it's, that's, and I think that's the bewilderment people met with the album. They're like, what are they trying to do here? What is, yeah. what's, what, what's going on here? What happened? What do you, what piece of artwork did I just listen to? Yeah. Well, that was Kid A, my friend. Yeah. So it's, it's nice because, I mean, to me, that was an invitation. I, I listened to that album and then I listened to it again and I don't know how many how many round counts are on on that bad boy for me um, there's gotta be an album that I listened to over and over and over again that you haven't we'll well, was it Beck and a Mist? I mean but, but probably Beck and a Mist but, but, but not but not that's I would not that I would say is as important as the albums are that are on this list that we made today okay. we've got we've got musicians that no one can deny are absolute must listen to whereas right. I on the other hand throughout my entire life I've been like I can pass on that right now right. because I'm not interested in, in this and uh, I'm going to come back to it during this time frame um, not every album that we're going to cover is going to be something quite as artistic well that's not true they'll be artistic hey, in their own ways yeah, but, but their, the, own, this, their own moments this is yeah Kid, Kid A is Kid A I don't really know if there's any other way to put it oh one thing I wanted us to do was to define an album in one word what did Kid A, how would you describe Kid A in one word? One word. Icy. I mean, that's icy? that icy. The there's the muted quality. There's the rep. The the cover art and the Ice Age coming. Ice Age coming. Mm, um, yeah. Um, as a lyric, like the there are, and of course it would be a repeated theme through most of Radiohead's work of like anxiety about the future about the world about the environment about the legacy for his own children mm. I mean, even before does he have kids i think he has kids now but he's he's been worrying about them years ahead of them <laughs> existing that was that's right. his steez okay okay my my word was dislocated nice not not to say that it has a dis- check out the big brain on bread Ooh, university of north texas <laughs> um not to say that, it, that the sound is dislocated because it is but in a but in a formal way it to me it's yeah. just like this this is it's almost like disassociative in so many ways this absolutely al- this album is like trying to have some kind of like ethereal experience if you're even if you're not willing yeah no it's true so but just, i think that's why I, why I came back to it a lot with is just like I don't feel this way, but it's interesting to take a journey. And yeah. you want to be somewhere else, not necessarily a pleasant place a yeah. lot of the time. It's kind of weird, and there are barking bears uh, involved. But there are barking bears. It's per uh, usual. Um, that's episode one of No Skips. There you go. No Skips for the Skip Queen. Sure. I didn't skip. I didn't skip once no. on Kid A, no. whereas I would have skipped 11 of 10 songs. Yeah. In the past. Well, thank you to the the modern age. You can even hear the hidden track without even. Yeah. It's that's not really even. It's a not hidden track. track. It's just it's just some sounds that they left in the studio. Um. So thank you to my husband Jack for being willing to go on this journey with me. I know music is important to you, and I want it to be. It is important to me as well, but I want to of take it. it I want to take it more seriously. Um. And and pay homage to. Culturally defining musicians. And, Which, and yeah. the format of the album, I appreciate I appreciate yeah. you you trying for that because I think nowadays I mean the album is almost in completely lost art. Um, yep, it seems foolhardy to even try and make a work that's intended to be listened to as an album, yeah. but it's still an incredible form. And 
with only, you know, somewhere between 40 and 60 minutes of your time, or 70, what is that? A CD goes up to 72 minutes, I think. It's we're in the digital era. It's not it's not nineteen ninety eight now. They still they still press CDs and people still buy them. That's the crazy. That's not part. true. That's not something that happens. Um, so this podcast will either continue on or we will get a divorce. Who knows what will happen first? All right. But I appreciate All right. I like you. Like that optimism, optimistic, <laughs> optimistic. I get it. Kid it. I get the you don't get it. I get the. You rest. don't get it. So thank you, Jack, for going on. Thank this. you. Thank you for inviting me. On this journey and taking me there tonight instead of well, I was thinking probably at least Thursday she'll she'll no. give me some time on this. You you know how I work. I would never I would never wait till Thursday to do anything. Let's do it now. Let's do it now. I've already recorded. Hey, you want to do that? I pressed the record button. Why would you just do it now? So this was this was episode one. Um, the audio will will maybe get better over time. We are using uh, my husband's mic. Just throw me and my mic under no, the bus. No, well. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, it but it may get better over time. We just wanted to do a rough shot at this. So we'll see what happens. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, we will potentially have some social media things that I will run um, and see how that goes. If this Don't worry, I'll, is... at least do my, I'll at least do the artwork. Well, okay, you can please. You are a graphic designer. <laughs> I'm a seamstress. Um so yeah that was episode one thank you guys for listening that was kid a thank you we'll potentially be back next well not potentially we will be back next week it's a week of, it's a it's a, a album a week for the whole year yeah just to the pandemic times are wearing on me i need i need something that isn't tiktok to pass my time and this is a constructive way to do it and i get to spend time with you hey, <gasps> she just she just this I little, just touched, little, your little arm. touched her shoulder it's very it's very collegial that was your elbow what did i say shoulder so it's all connected. We're getting it. It's, <laughs> it's all connected. Okay, we got to make it under the forty-nine minutes and fifty-six seconds of the the show or the album. So thank you guys. Um, we'll see you next week with a new album that I will not skip. Bye. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.